This show is sponsored by APCW Wrestling Academy. Learn wrestling from WWE Hall of Famer Robert Gibson. If you're interested in becoming a professional wrestler, contact them at 770-871-5417 or online at apcwdouglasville at gmail.com. Also, buy collar and elbow brand. Save 10% on your next purchase by using our discount code WPNRussell. That's WPNRussell at checkout and get a discount on great collar and elbow products. You know, when we all have our 15 minutes of fame, and I'd like to take a couple of my 15 minutes to talk about the rights and the wrongs in the world of professional wrestling. This match is for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship! Tonight on the show, I have a mythical entity that will come and carry you off to the halls of Valhalla. Should you be worthy at the time of your death? Okay, maybe not so much, but we have an interesting guest all the same. Yet another great female talent on the rise, and we'll peel back the layers of who she is so that you might be able to get some more insight in just what an earthbound Valkyrie might be, or something to that effect. My guest tonight is the seemingly multi-talented, and we'll talk about that later in the show, the Valkyrie, Laura Loveless. Thank you. I'm going to have you come to any one of my shows and announce me out because that is like <laughs> the best intro I have ever gotten in my entire career. Holy crap. Uh, well, I'm glad you enjoyed that. And, you know, and I might be working out a sequence here, but were you always the Valkyrie? Is this a new title that got tagged onto you? This is newer, definitely. This is newer. Okay, well, yeah. was, what was the motivation behind you making this, this change? I mean, I know that wrestling is always a ever-evolving process, but, uh, you know, why, why, why um, the Valkyrie? Well, because a couple of reasons. Um, you know, I, I feel, especially in the wrestling world right now, there is kind of like a, a turn back to, you know, bigger gimmicks, um, a little more stage the show, if you will, um, sometimes things looking larger than life, which I always really enjoyed. Um, if a person can carry that well enough to make me believe it, I'll be happy to be entertained by it. So, and especially watching stuff like uh, Lucha Underground, their gimmicks are insane. Like, they're really beautiful to watch, you get really into it, and I mean, they're phenomenal wrestlers on top of it. But I just got kind of like irked and I'm just like, well, I got this new gear and people really dig it. It's very different. It's my uh, gold and my holographic turquoise gear. Something about it just kind of rang in my head like this isn't, there's more to this that I'm not getting a handle on. I need to really kind of um, add on to this. There's, this, is, this looks very ethereal. This looks very almost like fantasy-esque. Who would wear this in that kind of, you know, creative realm? And then it hit me like, well, Valkyries would totally, like, bust out in that. I'm like, okay. Do I have the gumption to create some wings and, you know, a headdress? And I'm, me being rather artistic, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go on Pinterest, and I'm going to do some research, and I'm going to learn how to make uh, some wings. They did not 
have any directions on how to make light-up wings. I actually had to figure all that out on my own, but I was able to do it. Um, not to toot my own horn, but uh, toot toot. I did it on my own. And uh, then I uh, made myself uh, the Valkyrie headdress, and I'm like, okay, now the gear matches, you know, the kind of overall image I had in my head, but the, the Valkyrie now seems to fit the gear, and the gear now seems to fit the name, and I can I feel that I can carry it well enough. Okay. I mean, you know, and I did see that. And, and for anybody that's listening, I want to say, if you haven't seen it, there's a video up on uh, Alara's Facebook page where she has the grand entrance and the, the, the black light and the smoke and the light up wings and whatnot. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you probably need to go on there and take a look at it. If you haven't, if that's not good enough for you, you need to buy a ticket and see her live, you know, free plug for her. Um it, it was it was nice, and if you're telling me that you just took some time, like, hey, I'm just going to figure out how to make this, then bravo to you. Oh, there was some trial and error. I'm not going to lie there. Um, I had to ask uh, the place I worked at, hey, hey guys, do, do you have any um, pliers that can cut through about 8 by 8 millimeter wire or strong enough? They looked at me like, why in the hell do you need that? I'm like, I'm working on like this this Pinterest thing and they're like oh okay go ahead and they let me they were nice enough to just give me a pair so so was this like a secret project you didn't say hey look I'm making wings it was very very secretive and I think I only told a few people because in the world of wrestling sometimes you have an idea and from <laughs> I don't know if it's just synergy or Sinocris or you know whatever have you and just like somebody else has the same idea like you know eight states over and that, sometimes that does happen and it sucks it's yes, it it sucks so hard when you, when you think that you're being original and all of a sudden just like, no, I can't do this now. Um, <laughs> just a, a couple of close people might, and they're like, I don't know. That, that seems like if you, if you screw up these wings, it's going to look crappy and you're going to get booed. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Right. That's going to really <laughs> suck. So, so but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm this. Yeah. So they were, they were cautiously, um, encouraging, I guess is a good way of putting it. Uh, but once I finished them and I showed the one person he, and I showed them in like the dark, you know, what it looked like. And especially that they can change color. I have a remote for that. And he was like, Whoa, I never would have guessed this is what they would look like. So, so is it safe to say that you didn't, I don't know if we want to call it superstition, but you didn't want to jinx the idea that, Hey, I'm going to make wings folks. And then you, uh, go out and the next thing you know, the next state over, Introducing the Valkyrie, Sharon Blaze, or something like that. Just, you know, somebody else right. steal your gimmick. Well, not steal, but, you know, just, just have no, to but I mean, It happens a lot. And I, it's really not even a question of stealing. It's a question of just, like, you know, something else that came out recently was that, um, it was a Marvel film. Um, well, there's so many. You have the, to be specific. Uh, right. I'm just <laughs> trying to think. Um, it was about the Valkyrie. There was a Valkyrie in it. Oh, right. God, I can't remember it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and there were some very pretty imagery with Valkyries in that, too. When I was working on my wings, I was looking at that. I'm like, yeah, people are going to get this reference. Okay, cool. Maybe people are going to be smart in what a Valkyrie is now because of the film. I was pretty stoked about that. And then I was thinking, oh, crap. What if another female wrestler sees that film? She's like, oh, I want to be the Valkyrie, too. Oh no! Well, you know, now here's well, the plus that you have in there is that she didn't actually use the the, the look of the Valkyrie. She looked more like a soldier in there opposed to you know a Valkyrie, except in the flashback. The flashback that was different. Yeah. So you, she had you get away with that. Well, and the other thing I thought about it too, and this does not hit me until I was about seventy to eighty percent done with them, 
Um, I'm actually a big fan of Taya because mm-hmm. um, I first saw her on Lucha Underground, but I always knew her as Taya, okay. not Taya Valkyrie. Ah. And then I was about 80% done, and then I saw that she was going to be on Impact. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Her crown was super duper. And I'm like looking at it, and it's Taya Valkyrie. like, oh, no. <laughs> this isn't good. Well, it's a last name, not a nickname. How, how Does that help you any? I think I think I doubt that she – I'm going to blip on her radar. Uh, I am a big fan of hers, though. Um I always watched herself on Lucha Underground. Uh, her stuff on Lucha Underground was always very impressed. Um, she comes in there and she like, it like she throws dudes around like a man would. So yeah, she I aspire to be that strong. So if anything, she's definitely a uh, a very great inspiration, and I hope that uh, she takes that. <laughs> but I'm not trying to steal her her name. Uh, well, I'm sure that she is not going to take that personally. And, and as far as the strength is concerned, I think you should just uh, sit down and uh, listen to the Karate Kid soundtrack and then tune in to <laughs> Cobra Kai. And that might give you the inspiration hey. and the strength that you need. You know, just tune in a, a couple of verses and you're the best around. You, you'll be tossing dudes like it ain't no tomorrow. Oh, that's so funny because you know they're making a sequel to that now, right? Yeah, because I think that's it. Cobra Kai. That's the. I think that's. Yeah, the, uh, they have. I don't know. Cobra Kai is like the bad guys, though. Although they, I would love are, to be yeah. a bad guy. It's, it's the bad guys. I, you know, um, yeah. Did I put that that trailer up? I, I think it, I think the name of the show and yeah, folks, we're getting off track. Just just stay with us. I think the name of the show <laughs> is uh, Cobra Kai, and is uh, what is it? It's on YouTube Red. But when I when I looked at, it, I was like, okay, now is this supposed to just ignore? the life lessons that Johnny got at the end of the Karate Kid 2 and the beginning of the Karate Kid. I mean, what, the end of Karate Kid Oh, yeah. Okay, so we're just going to ignore that. (laughs) That No, you got to get in there and you got to win. That's the only thing that matters. (laughs) You win. (laughs) Ain't about respect. You win. Come on. He he learned respect. He, He gave him the trophy at the end of the movie. Come on. No, you sweep the leg and you win. Ooh. That's what matters. Laura, I'm starting to think that you are heel here. You know, that, I can't even remember the coach's name, but you, you go with the coach. The coach was evil. Sweep the leg. <laughs> are you telling me that you endorse that? Well, not in that particular instance because he didn't win. Uh-oh. If you would have won, I mean, I, if you would have won, I don't know. I don't want to disagree with the winner, you know. Oh, you might sweep my leg. I'm going to send you the uh, trailer for that so you, so you can uh, you know, absorb that a little bit. But, yes, uh, Cobra Kai is the name of the series, apparently. Uh, you know, and, and for you kids out there, no, Mr. Green does not endorse the sweeping of the leg. You know, you, you, But uh, I do understand that Ms. Loveless is, is healed on occasion, so, she, you know, her, her opinions and, and thoughts that she's putting out for you right now may not necessarily represent the Women's Pro Wrestling Network, and or our shows. <laughs> you know, I have, have, to, have to toss that disclaimer out there because you just went full-blown heel on me there for a second. Sorry, I'll try to keep that in check. <laughs> no, you, no, no, give me what you got now. You know, it, I'm, I'm right here with you. I just, you know, I, I just didn't want the cry the kid thing to, to get out of hand. You know, I just wanted to know the Cobra Kai is the bad guys. Now, we have to, we have to remember that. 
Fair enough. Okay, so you know, I, I've gone all over the place. I didn't even start at the uh, the beginning of of Laura Lovelace's career. So let, let's rewind the tape here just a bit. Old piece of technology for some younger listeners. Uh, why pro wrestling? You know, I grew up watching it as a little girl. Um, back in the day, like, oh, this is going to really turn anyone's uh, heads, you know, 360 degrees. You know, back in the day, we had what was called cable boxes. Um, and if you were really cheap and really, um, well, I, I don't want to say a thief, but you're essentially a thief. Um, my family had what's called a black box. You, you, now, you might remember this. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yep. Now, now I don't so, know about uh, that personally, mind you. I'm just saying. I know. Well, I do. It's okay. Uh, uh, I mean, I was too young to be charged or nothing, so I, I can very openly say that, yes, we, we stole all of the pay-per-views in the early 90s. Um, oh, for shame. I know, right? I'm sure the WWE is going to yeah, kick me back for that and uh, make me pay up, but... Well, but, when you sign uh, that contract I, and Mr. McMahon hears that, he's going to be like, oh, wait a minute now. <laughs> you oh, he's going to add some interest to that. I can tell you that. That's going to be like a, mm, geez, a $50,000 bill with that interest accrued. But um, so what happened was I, as a little girl, I would watch, and as a wee, wee little girl, watch some of this crazy wrestling stuff. My family got all into it, and so I would start watching it. And, you know, I saw Alondra Blaze doing stuff and I was just I memorized that she could you know kick and flip and do all these crazy things and she was against Bull Nakano and it was crazy because I thought Bull was an actual like demon woman and I'm like wow this pretty blonde lady is fighting this demon woman and it's incredible and it's crazy and it was and it was insane and then you know The Undertaker and everything else and I'm watching this as a little as a little kid probably like I don't know even before like kindergarten at this point and I'm just, like, memorized. And I would start watching it throughout, the, you know, my adolescence during the good old Attitude Era, too. Mm-hmm. And I saw China, finally. And China's out there beating the crap out of guys. And I'm just like, wow, this is great. Because quite honestly, in the 90s, you didn't have anything remotely close to that. A woman beating the crap out of, you know, six-foot dudes because she's a giant. It was something that was just, you couldn't find anywhere else except on, you know, the WWE. So then we fast forward a bit, you know, I'm in college and I just get out of college and I peek at wrestling every once in a while, but it's just not on my radar. And then I end up getting back into it. um, And at the time I took a boyfriend of mine to the Royal Rumble when it was here Mm -hmm. in Pittsburgh. Um, The the shield was still around. It, It was a good time. Batista had come back at the end of the Royal Rumble. I'm not sure how everyone felt about it, but it was pretty incredible to watch the reaction. Yeah, they were um, <laughs> I mean, it was my first time to the rum, like to a Royal Rumble, and I mean, it was an incredible experience, all on its own. Like it was really cool. Um, but then it just, just kind of hit me. Always really like working hot, really hard at the gym, and trying to be active, and just you know, really working my ass off. Never for like that kind of goal for athleticism. I'm just it just like hit me, and I'm like, what am what am I doing this for? I should be doing that. That looks fun. I like being a performer. You know, I, I like being active. 
why am I not combining the two? Why am I not trying to learn how to do this? And then I just came to the decision, well, I'm going to find a wrestling school and I'm going to figure this out. And I did. <laughs> and uh, then, as they say, the rest is pretty much history. Okay, so if we're going to do the timeline for that, considering that Royal Rumble was uh, 2014, uh, was that your debut year in, in wrestling or at least the sign-up of training? Um, I believe... Let me try. I'm trying to think. I think it was 2015 is when I started to get into it, okay. uh, wrestling-wise. Yeah. All right. I got into school, yeah. And then my debut was in 2016 because I joined the class pretty late in 2015. I think my tryout was, gosh, in November, early November. And then my actual first official match was in, like, the following April. Who was your first opponent? Uh, Honey Badger. Ah, okay. Yep. It's a honey badger. Well, what a... Yep. <laughs> we went what, to school together, actually. I was going to say, what, so what a title? For, it wasn't actually for a title at that point. It was no, just no, for no, a no, woman's no, match. No, I was just saying, what a title, honey badger. I, like, I just like the name. No, check her out. Honey badger, she's a, she's a ferocious, ferocious little lady. Um, she has claws, and she bit me. And she threw me around. And I remember in that first match, I did not appreciate it because, you know, everyone loved her and everyone hated me. And she was the honey badger and she bit me. Okay. So now here's the here's the question that, you know, I, I love how, you know, we, we like to do convenient truths. Now, here's the real question. Why did they hate you, Laura? OK, I might have I might have provoked honey badger. I might oh, have. Okay. There we go. So. I might have possibly <laughs> called her a bitch. It, you know, it happens. You know, tensions are high. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I she still she still shouldn't have bit me. Whatever, uh, okay. you, know. you know. I I love that about heels. I was like, you know, I, I could tell you just enough of the truth. <laughs> just let's omit this other stuff around it. <laughs> you don't need to know that I, you know, enticed her into biting. I called her out. Possibly, whatever. It doesn't matter. That's what you do. That's what you have to do. Okay. She didn't have to go all crazy and like you know, says press me and stuff. Whatever, whatever. She, she didn't have to do those those horrible, horrible things. No, no. Same on completely her. unprovoked. I know, honey absolutely. Ba and honey badger, if you're listening to this, shame on you for doing these terrible, mean things to uh, Laura Loveless here. Who? Yeah, uh, honey badger. Clearly wasn't a Valkyrie at that point, so whatever superpowers that she might have had weren't in gear quite yet. No. No, unfortunately, they weren't. Uh, honey, honey, badge worked my ass a couple of times. So, so you know, and that that brings to mind a uh, another question because uh, having done these interviews a, a number of times now, I've uh, got the chance to interview a fallen angel and a superhero and uh, a woman that has devolved backwards into a dinosaur, and <laughs> I I usually uh, wind up in some form of another asking the same question, have you lost your mind? Um, I would say I'm probably more on like what they call borderline. So I have maybe, you know, unconventional personalities I run to in a time of stress. Ah. <laughs> if I have to be <laughs> thorough about my explanation. <laughs> Please. I also... Oh, yeah. No, I got another chick I like to be called Laura Lohan, and she is a mess. 
Well, I was, you know, I, I do have that listed. Uh, so let's get there since you brought it up. Who was Laurel Lohan? Or, or maybe should I say is? Is that past tense? Or it, is the personality still somewhere in the crevices of your psyche? Or has she gone away? Oh, no, she's still there. She's um, still there. It just depends on what show can actually legally book her um, uh, is the problem that comes up often. So, so who is Laura Lohan? Let, let's let's get that out because you know, and let's explain that there is another personality that uh, apparently goes by the name of Laura Lohan, not, you know, which I guess shares the same body as Laura Loveless, and and she appears to be some sort of legendary train wreck. Definitely, um, Laura Lohan grew up very privileged and rather, you know, unmanaged in the Beverly Hills area. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a quick, fle- like, fleeting uh, taste of stardom that she basically destroyed for herself. And what came, what comes to follow is just very poor decisions and, you know, possible, you know, booze and or substance-related abuses. Um, some, yep, sometimes, you know... The, I, I, I won't say typical escape from a rehab facility, but it's close enough to typical that it happens often. Um, she usually is accompanied by a sponsor that has to keep her into the ring and, you know, from her running away. Um, she periodically likes to break out of the match and likes to drink, you know, a beer with the crowd. Like, she's a, she's a, she's a woman of the people. We'll put it that way. She's an average Joe, just trying to get back to her feet, you know, um, trying to, yes, she, she is thrown off her socialite, um, you know, in high status and high economical, uh, class range. She cast it aside to become a woman of the people, uh, drink a beer with the fans or whoever be smart enough to slip her a mini bottle and her makeup is always smudged, but damn it, she gets in that ring and she tries her best. Now, and she wears a wig. Now you know I would assume you know you know just based off of the, her background I would think that beer might be a little bit beneath her but you know that that's just me. Uh, now maybe she just has a maybe her tastes have broadened since she's uh, been knocked down a peg or two. But uh, assuming that she has her choice of drink, what what is the preferred drink that Miss Lohan likes? Oh, you! I bet you all thought that she would say something like vodka. Like absolute nope. This girl. She likes her scotch and she likes her whiskey. Oh, okay. so she's on. She's hard. So she, oh yeah, if she's on the high end of things, she'll be drinking Jameson. If she's on the low end of things, it's Jim Bean. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna say that perhaps, just perhaps, uh, she could use some sort of um, sponsored rehab. Maybe, uh, you know, I been there, done that. Uh, is is it not helping? Um, the one sponsor she had, uh, we'll just say they quote unquote involuntarily quit. Okay. That's not good. That takes a lot. Yeah. No. And the other sponsor she had was actually less, uh, helping her, uh, try to overcome her ordeal and possibly more, um, encouraging her to go deeper. Yeah, sure. You could need another drink. Go ahead. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. (laughs) That. I would think that that person probably has some sort of ulterior motive if they're doing that. You can handle it, no. Laura. 
Kind of. Okay. You ever see Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? I have. It was kind of like that. Uh, yeah. Well, it was. On, she, let, me, let me correct myself. Not you, Laura, Laura Lohan. She was. She was on the experimental uh, run of how much of this stuff can I take and how's it going to affect me? Is that what she was doing? Hey, man. Any given Sunday, right? So I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Okay. Now I, I I did see that not only that, but I saw the actual video footage of the guy that that was based off of, and he was a killer. So if she's anywhere close to that, then there is some real issues. You never know. Perhaps she should go to, uh, I forget what DDP calls it, (laughs) the accountability crew. She should take some DDP, no, she should just go to DDP yoga. That's right. That that will help her clear up all these things. I'm, I'm just saying, miracles have happened. Miracles have happened. There. <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm just gonna put that out in the universe. So if if she begins to rear her ugly head, well, you know I don't mean that literally speaking, but if she begins to rear her ugly head and and uh, starts to somehow uh, gain control over the being of Laura and converts her into Laura Lohan, perhaps someone will be kind enough to point her in the direction of. Uh, Mr. Dallas Page, and he can get some positive thinking into her life and bring her back around. Uh, that, that's just a suggestion from Mr. Green to <laughs> Laura Loveless. I, I will pass it along to Lohan and see what she says. Uh, yeah, if she has words that can't be repeated, you know, just kind of keep that to yourself. We don't want to uh, get insulted by the woman. <laughs> so. We have Laura Lohan. We, we've covered her. That That is a, a secondary personality. You know, one of the things that I do enjoy about covering independent wrestling is is the evolution that wrestlers may take over the course of their career. I mean, I, I, I've covered a, a couple of people down here that here being in Atlanta where they've uh, really taken a a long, well, maybe not long, but taken a path to finding out who exactly they were. Uh, in the ring, and it sounds like you have more or less done the same thing. Like, okay, I'm starting here. I don't know if I like this. Let me add this in here. Let me let me try that. Uh, was Lohan the only other persona that was kind of generated, or did you go through a bunch of trial and error to get to where you are now? You seem very comfortable, or at least like, okay, I, I got it, the Valkyrie, this is it. But preceding that, what what did you have on your plate? Um, I just had Laura Loveless, non-Valkyrie Laura Loveless, and and I just had Lohan. Um, Laura Loveless was more of, of a safe persona. Mm-hmm. Um, more, you know, I can test the waters out with this one. She, uh, you're not your basic heel. Okay. Um, yeah, and I definitely started out as heel, and it was very easy for me to get into that mode of thinking because. I don't want to say I'm naturally, you know, a bitch, but um, I can very naturally get in front of a crowd and get them, you know, amped up with anger. I don't know why. <laughs> I just can. Um, I, I, I could pick apart, you know, the marks, if you will. I could pick apart the weakest link in the crowd. I, I really enjoy getting people to hate that character. I want them to see me lose. I really feed off of that. So it was very easy for me to fall into a heel persona. Um, wearing flashier 
sometimes more flesh-bearing uh, gear at that point, too, in my area as well, like the area of uh, PA that I was wrestling in and starting out at. Um, I was very comfortable with it. So I was thinking about this and thinking about this and thinking, okay, well, this is very basic. I, I don't want to be basic. I don't like the idea of being basic. Okay. Um, I want to I, – I like my persona, but – there is nothing that sets me apart from, you know, girls that do the same exact thing and that could possibly do it five times better than me and can wrestle ten times better than I can. Hmm. So so I need to, you know, start thinking outside the box and how I want to stand out until, you know, and I was, I think, maybe two or three matches in until my skill falls into suit, until, you know, I get more ring experience. I still need to get out there to get more experience, but no one's going to book you if you look like generic A, B, and C girl. And if they're all hotter than you, well, good luck, you know? <laughs> I, I'm being absolutely serious. It's a terrible I, thing to say, but I, it's, I it's very, that. very true. Uh, and I believe that because I uh, I wrote this question down. <laughs> not, not specifically gauging on hotness, so let me be clear. But the question was, I wanted you to tell me about the difficulty in succeeding in wrestling on the indies. Uh, because since I've been doing this channel and Facebook page, quick plug for me, I've seen several girls just up and quit the business for, for various reasons. Not And not just up and quit. I've seen what you just described where somebody who has either little to no training will get a shot in somebody's promotion just because. And it, and it's it's just a weird thing. So so I, so my question is, how difficult do you perceive that, and how do you navigate it? Oh my, it's there are ten thousand and one thing like ten thousand and one things happening all the time when it comes to being booked. And in my own personal experience, the best thing that you can present and hope for, because they ride in the same hand. You have to be able to stand out with your ability, with your persona, and your gimmick. Okay, that will get you at least a foot in the door. Everything else, you know, it doesn't hurt to know some of the guys on the roster. You know, if you've managed for them or if you've worked with them, if they could put in a good word, that always helps. Um, it's very, I would say that that is actually probably the most similar It was as it would be for women as it is for men. You know, knowing a person that will vouch for you is huge knowing a person that will, because they're putting their name on the line if they put you over to say, hey, this person can work. You should really think about putting them on a show. It's the same for guys, too. Um, but then you put in the little extra factors um, with the ladies. Like, they see a bad photo of you, I don't know, eating a sandwich or something, and you look fat. Oh, I don't know. She doesn't look like she's ring ready or ring shape. Well, what the hell does that mean? I'm eating a goddamn sandwich. Why don't you just let me eat my sandwich? Why don't you take a look at the eight or nine promo picks that I have where I'm at least sucking in my stomach? It's like, it's goofy stuff like that that, you know, kind of makes you scratch your head a little bit. But ultimately, in the long run, do you really want to work for a promotion that's going to, you know, garner beauty over skill? Because then you run into, and this is quite common, at least for women wrestlers, I'm not sure for guys, if they're going to put you some, with somebody who is not trained enough or ha not trained at all then it gets in the scary territory because if you're green and if you get 
put with somebody that, you know, is just starting out or doesn't really work, you, you don't know what to do. Um, and at that point, you're just like, well, now we have to throw together a match where we're just not going to end up killing each other. Like, that can happen, too. I've seen it happen, you know, knock on wood. I have never had 30, but I've seen that happen to other girls to where, and some of these other girls weren't ready to, you know, try to lead a match with somebody that wasn't full of time. It, it, it gets real scary. Um, you're starting to see less of that now, I can say that, because now women's wrestling is so much on the forefront of everyone's mind that they are looking for skilled competitors. And, you know, I'm, I'm really, really, really thankful every day of the woman's evolution, quote-unquote, at WWE because it's really put a lot more focus on the women that they're putting on shows. Now this means that I'll get to work women that are, you know, three, four, or five years my senior in this business and I can really learn something from them. And I get really excited, especially if I get to work somebody like, say, uh, Angel Dust. Oh, my God, I learned so much from working only two matches with her. And I felt so much more confident with working with somebody like her because she told me about all the little things that I need to keep in, you know, in touch with and think about. And the same thing with Solo Darling. Oh my God, I learned so much stuff working one match with her that I wrote it down because I'm just like, oh my God, these are things I wouldn't have even have thought of. And I, those are the kind of matches that I want to have. Those are the kind of people I want to work the most because I learn the most from them. Um, working somebody in your own skill set or below is fine. But after a while, it doesn't necessarily propel you in the right direction. Does that make sense? That was a long-winded answer. No, it it it, <laughs> it makes total sense. And without me sounding like I'm insulting it, because you know, again, I I've been watching and trying to cover this for some time now. Uh, part of that was my coverage of of uh, the Wild promotion, uh, and I'm going to say this without sounding insulting. Uh, the original incarnation of that was. Essentially, what you've described there, where there was probably, say, a roster of 20 women, and although they all worked hard and they all trained and all, and you had maybe three or four of them who were like just naturally fantastic, uh, the rest of that was like the blind leading the blind because they all had the same skill set. They all learned from the same person. They all, you know, they all had the same amount of experience. So by the time they stepped into the ring, it was just, all right. What are we doing? You know? Kind of. Yeah. And I mean, you'll get that too with guys like, you know, and that it happens. It, it just, it naturally happens the course of things. Guys will get the same thing and that they're, you know, and sometimes you'll see that fatal four away that just turns into a train wreck and, you know, Lord knows it happens. Don't feel too bad about it. It's just going to be one of those things in your career that you're going to have to learn how to deal with and overcome. But when it's a one-on-one kind of thing and, you know, when you realize, oh, no, I could really get hurt with this person. It might not even be that person's fault, and that's, like, the most terrible thing about it. There's no one to get angry at. It's just basically the situation. Except the promoter. And, you know, (laughs) yeah, that happens, too. I mean, let's call a spade a spade here since we're we're chatting about the business. Uh, I have seen and bore witness to promoters who have taken completely untrained girls just based on their look and, like, hey, I want to be a wrestler and stick them in the ring with somebody, and now it becomes that other person's task to get this match over to, to the best of their ability. Like, yeah, how do you, how do you even bother? <laughs> and I felt so bad for her because I knew her. I was like, oh, man, I was, 
I was like, what are you doing? I was like, how do you even, that's like working with a stick. I don't know. <laughs> well, and I mean, I got to take that with a grain of salt, though, too, because I'm sure at some point somebody said the same thing about me working me if they've worked longer. I, I am almost 99% positive that they did. And, um, well, that's, you know, that it, may be true, but I, I think in your case and in several other women's cases, the difference being is that you actually did get up and go someplace and learn how to. Now, I, I can tell you again, and, and I'm not, I'm certainly not going to put out her name. But I've gotten emails from people assuming that I am running a promotion and and wanting to be profiled. And she flat out told me that she, I trained myself. So, 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 so what? That is a scary, scary sentence. I don't know how I feel about that. So, I mean, oh so what do you say? Like, am I, am I supposed to now pass you off to promoters that I know that look at us like I don't know what I should be doing here. I was like, I can't really endorse this because, I mean, you're telling me that the, the best that you've done is that you've trained yourself. When it gets to a situation like that, like, all right, I can understand, you know, through, oh my God, osmosis, like, all right, you got into the business <laughs> being a manager and like, you know, you have to train with some of the guys and like, let's say your first year and you were training with some of the dudes that taught you a couple of things here and there. I, I can get that. I can completely understand that. Maybe there just wasn't an opportunity for you to actually train there or X, Y, Z, whatever. Mm-hmm. But brass tacks, like if you're a year into this and you seriously want to do this, you can't depend on training yourself. You you have to go to some kind of reputable trainer, like spend whatever, you know, a thousand or two thousand dollars it takes, take the course. Um, there are plenty of, really awesome schools in the Northeast area or wherever you, that you might be, you know, I'm sure there are great places to go to study. This is something that really kind of just makes my head spin sometimes. Okay. Wrestling, if you're really looking to do this, should be studied like a college course. That's the amount of seriousness I think that you need to have about it. You should be watching tape. You should be going to training you know, if not once, but twice a week at least, you should be hitting the gym five times a week. You should be taking notes. It's, this is a craft, you know. This is something that you are studying, I hope, to be a profession. And it needs to be followed with that kind of gusto if you are studying, you know, a career in college. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, at least to me. I don't know. I, I would agree that it. <laughs> It, it should require some level of of uh, research and study, and you know, just, just if for no other reason, just pride behind your craft. I mean, if you're not gonna look at it in terms of wrestling, just treat it like you would any other job that you like. Not a job that you're doing to get through or get by or get paid. Just treat it with you know, if you like it. Or correction, if you love it, treat it like you love it. It takes a lot of investment, and I know that, especially financially. Holy crap. Uh, if I only would have told you what I spent on gear and, you know, making those wings, man. Um, but, uh, should, yeah. Should, should I play prices right with that? I'm sorry? I said, should I play prices right with that? You know, the wings weren't as expensive as you would think because I, I figured out a way to make it all work. Um, uh, the gear, uh, yeah, that, that, it was that, really not that bad. Might be a little up there. 
Um, thing is, uh, I, I had to sew, um, I bought fabric to sew my own leggings by hand. So that saved me some money. Don't give me no numbers. But, we, don't need to, we don't need to put your numbers out there. But, but clearly you saved money by doing it yourself. Um, if I had to guesstimate hours mm. of my time put into everything, the headdress, the wings, and the sewing, the parts of my own gear, um, I would say at least 24 to 48. Oof. Yeah, I've, I would have gotten uh, very bored with that, but I was like, <laughs> Why is this not doing it? <laughs> I didn't. In fact, it amped me up more. Um, and I work I work regular nine to five, so this is me doing this on my off time, on top of training, and going to you know practice, and then going to the gym, you know, at some ungodly hour in the morning. So, so the the key word for that, kids, is dedication. I'm not gonna lie. I had a blast making my wings and my headdress. And learning how to sew my uh, leggings, I was pretty stoked about when I it all came together. And that after you look at it, and it's actually a completed, you know, item, you're just like, I made that! Holy crap! I'm gonna put this stuff on Etsy and make some extra money. And you, and you know what we call that? We call that love. It is love. I, I do yeah. have love for this. It's it's a almost perverted and or you know <laughs> selfish love. That's, almost I'm not made sure of nepotism. Yeah, it's um, almost um, not nepotism, um, neurotic. That's the word. Ah. It's it's slightly neurotic love. Um, yeah, it's a weird obsessive love, but it's it's love. Okay. I think. Uh, yeah. It's all of those things, but it's love all the same. Sure, we'll go with that. And and there may be a certain amount of irony. Uh, as we speak of that, coming from a woman whose last name is Loveless, but mm. where did that come from? It's actually tattooed on my spine. Yeah. Um, okay, before so, the so world of wrestling, back that yeah. Up why? Why do you have Loveless tattooed on your spine? Um, I was in a band. Well, I was, this is actually even before I was in the band. I always wanted a tattoo, mm. and I never thought, you know, what would I get? What would I get? And I, I found this font that I really liked. And I was a really big fan of the film The Loveless, um, old like biker movie from the eighties. It's out there. It's a weird, weird William Willem Dafoe is in it movie. Um, it's also this, it's the name of a song from a band I can't remember the name of right now. But um, I really dug the movie, um, and I figured, hey, if I'm ever in a band, that'd be a pretty good. That would be like a really good uh, front woman name, Laura Loveless. And then I just said, well, you know, considering how you do things out of order, like you don't have the band yet, you should totally get the front man name down first. So I got it tattooed on my spine. And that was like 2012. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, still need to get that fill one point or another. I really do need to get touched up. But, yep, uh, it is still currently down my spine. Um, when I went into wrestling practice and I saw part of it, they are like, what does that say? Does that say love? And I said, no, it says loveless. And he's like, well, that's your wrestling name. I'm like, oh, I don't get to choose? He's like, not with that on your back. <laughs> well, that is a good point. <laughs> How do you then go outside? It's like, hey, guys, my name is Heather Graham. I was just like, no, why do you got loveless on your back? I don't know. Ignore that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ignore that. You don't see that. That's right. You need to practice mass hypnosis first before you take another name. 
The funniest the- thing is, I have my current gear. It completely covers my back, so I don't need Loveless on there anymore. Ah, well, so not now you can change your name without having to learn how to, you know, manipulate people's minds into not seeing it. Uh, it, it. The Loveless Valkyrie does have an interesting kind of ring to it, though, especially uh, you know when the Valkyrie's a bad girl. So, uh, well, well. I- you know, I, I was trying to set you up earlier with the, the whole mythology thing and, you know, that you, you know, you're coming for the honorable and whatnot, but somehow I guess you're an evil Valkyrie too. Um, at some point in time, I'm going to assume and or predict that the Valkyrie and the fallen angel, or no, excuse me, wrong, wrong tagline, the clockwork angel have to tag up at some point. Maybe. I don't know. Or at least do battle. I've already done battle against um, a warrior elf in uh, New Jersey at Monster Factory. What? So, so yeah. What? No, she came in with ar- armor and everything. Uh, her name is Riley. And, uh, warrior uh, elf. It was per- yeah. No, she um, comes in with armor, like legit leather armor. It looks really super cool. Um Look her up if you haven't got a chance to. Her name is Riley. Okay. She works uh, for the Monster Factory. Um, her gear is insane. She didn't happen to come out to Legend of Zelda theme music, did she? No, but she could at some point if she ever she wanted to. She really could. Um, but it was kind of like surreal, me coming out with my wings lit up and, you know, I'm the Valkyrie and then comes out this, like, warrior in this leather armor. I'm like... Jeez, this is a, this is a far more of an epic quote unquote match than I ever thought this would be. Holy crap! No, I would definitely love to work with her again. Um, it was a really good match. I really enjoyed um, working with her and uh, Veta, uh, another gal from the Monster Factory. He recently just came back. She blew Thunderbond me though. So I don't know how I feel about that, but whatever, it's fine. <laughs> you know, I, I, you don't sound very convincing when you say it's fine. No, it's fine. It's whatever. I'll get him back. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it didn't sound very convincing in that. <laughs> sure, it's fine. It doesn't bother me a bit. I don't care what you call me. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Just go back out there with my wings lit up and I'll be fine. Indeed. We'll just we'll just focus on the wings. The wings calm you. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they're they're great for my ADD. The wings. Yeah, because they change color too. Let's see. There you go. You can do. Uh, I forget what Thor was kept saying to the Hulk, and then hey, calm down, big guy. The sun's setting, or whatever the heck it is. Let's make sure you don't Hulk out there. No, I, I could just go to a rave and like throw some poor kids like an awesome light show and just like dance around and stuff. I'm, I'm sure. You know what? I actually might do that now that I have the wings. I might just go, you know, crash a rave and just be like, I'm the Valkyrie and just dance around. Why not? <laughs> well, I'm sure you, they will welcome you with open arms as you dance. First off, I wouldn't want to get in your way if you just come in and hollering, hey, I'm a Valkyrie. Woo! You know, so that, uh, that that might be interesting to see. Don't ever get in the way of the Va- the Valkyrie's uh, dance on. That no. that would be a recipe for disaster. You gotta let her. You gotta let her cut loose. Sometimes she although, has a lot of pent up anger. Although I will say, I think that is has all the hallmarks of a nice wrestling vignette. I'm just gonna put that out in the universe. 
I'm thinking about it now that I threw it out there, to be honest with you. I, I'm really seriously considering it. You know, just, just make sure the cameras are there. That's all. That's all I'm asking. Just make sure the cameras are there. Oh. Live stream all the way. All right. Okay. Well, there we go. You know, I was going to ask, what did you do previous to getting into pro wrestling? But you already kind of hinted at that. So we're going to rope into that because there was a life before there was a Valkyrie. Uh, well, I can't say before there was a Laura Loveless because apparently Laura Loveless was a front, uh, well, I want to say front man, front woman, I guess, front person. Is that the, the appropriate thing to say? I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not uh, politically correct. You can say front man or front woman. I don't care. <laughs> okay, we'll, but we'll go with that then. And so, But you were a singer. Is that correct? That is correct. I actually have a degree in music, um, a bachelor's degree in music. I have studied music since I was about seven years old. So being a performer has always been um, a huge chunk of my life, actually. So, so you uh, are you still performing musically? I mean, you're performing, but in terms of music. No, not at this time, only because wrestling has really just taken a big chunk out of my schedule along with working a normal nine to five. Um, I might, I actually have a bunch of uh, music I pre-composed for like some of my vignettes and some of my promos and things that I will start posting out there on my YouTube page. Um, I would like to, but it would have to take the right project. Um, I was in a band for about two years. It was a lot of fun. It's just, you know, people's responsibilities change, you know, especially if they get married or, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever. Um, I, I would love now. to do it again. Yeah. Kind of, you know, and that, I'm not going to judge you. The, you know, kids are rather important. That kind of takes precedence over my, you know, <laughs> band idea and my song idea, you know, whatever. But I still compose all of my own music. I love doing it. Um, it's helped me understand a great deal of mathematicism. It's helped me you know, kind of propel my my business career in that aspect as well, understanding patterns and things like that. So I would love to start doing it more. It's just, gee, where to find the time on top of, you know, doing the Valkyrie gimmick and sewing stuff and going to work and working out and going to practice and everything else. So maybe soon, maybe within the next year or so, I'll get back into it. I hope I do. Well, see, you know, if you had had uh, Laura Lohan, personality wrapped up in there during the band years you could have just guilted them into you know what do you mean you gotta take your kid to practice today so it's the band right i could have been like but i'll die if you don't perform you have to make it to practice otherwise i might hurt myself that's terrible (laughs) i hate that girl (laughs) yes that is terrible but, but it is lohan <laughs> See, like you, you she's too much band. of a coward to ever hurt herself. She would never do that. It's just talk. <laughs> yeah, it's all talk. Well, you know, but the, but that's much, I'm holding the glass. Much to up. what Lohan is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying that you, you got to have that all worked out. I'm holding the glass up to my wrist right now. I'm telling you, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Lohan, is that candy glass? She puts it in her mouth. <laughs> no. It tastes sweet, though. It's a sugar glass. Yeah, it's not candy glass. It's sugar glass. It's different. Yeah, get it right. Well, there you go. I'm just saying. You know, just just putting <laughs> that out there for the, for the band. Also, Possibly in the future. Yeah. 
Also, another wrestling vignette. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna toss that one into the universe as well. We got that. We got uh, two in the uh, the Universal vignette database. Okay. Yeah, you, know, you know, I'm just saying. Uh, you know, got got those things that you put out there. You, you got some some nice vignettes to to uh, add to the layers of who is Laura Lovelace. The persona of Laura Lovelace will have like five different personas by the end of this year and they're all going to be just I don't want to say the F word on your show but they're just going to be well, you uh, go ahead and knock yourself out okay thank you yeah edit me out fuck ton crazy how about we say that they're just going to be just nuts Laura Lohan the Valkyrie Laura Loveless regular Laura Loveless and two unlockable characters that if you get enough Ooh. points You'll be able to unlock, you know, and then possibly a sixth one if you beat the ultimate mega boss. Nah, that's my goal. I like that. The video is my game goal. That's yeah, big and I'll right a whip. There. It's going to be like a fighting game, you know, and each one will have their own abilities and capabilities. Um, yeah, that's my that's my goal. I want to make a fighting game version of myself, and you know. After three years of doing that in a row and not dying, you know, and that I could possibly be able to say, all right, I think I've done enough stupid stuff with my life. I'm going to just, you know, go to my nine to five and just kind of forget this. <laughs> You'll never be able to forget this. Probably not, no. I, I'm way too financially invested to forget it and walk away. It's like a mob. Yes. I owe this now more than it owes me. I, I wish I could tell you that it gets easier, but any creative endeavor that you've sunk <laughs> massive amounts of money into is just like, you know, no, you're not going anywhere. I'm sorry. No. I mean, if I honestly, it is like the mob. If I do want to get out of it, it's only going to be like through death <laughs> or, po much. or possibly witness protection, maybe witness protection. <laughs> Pretty much. That's about the only only exit choices that you have here. You're not leaving. <laughs> this is not <laughs> no, gonna... I'm. I'm not. Please, I want to get out. No, I'm sorry. They keep pulling me back in. Back to work. So, so no, yeah, yeah. I think you're going to be either a wrestler or a singer for the rest of your days. Uh, which, uh, now that you remind me, shout out to Aria Cadenza, or at least uh, the former Aria Cadenza, because uh, uh, you reminded me of her taking that kind of same path of, Music, although you haven't incorporated music into your wrestling the way that she did. Uh, she has since retired. I think she's stepped away. I had a match against her, actually. Ah, that should have been interesting. Yeah. I could have had a sing-off. Um, no. <laughs> she, first off, is an amazing singer. Um, the range of her vocal, uh, incredible. The fact that she can do that before and after a match is even more incredible. <laughs> Um, the first time I took a Vader bomb was from, uh, Aria and she did a great, uh, really enjoyed working her a great deal. Sad to see her retire. I was, um, I think I just met her or at least just interviewed her. I believe that she retired because she, um, is having a child. Ah, if well, I, that's... if I know that correctly. Yeah. Um, but congratulations to her. I'm sure she will be a kick-ass mother and, uh, it was very nice to have a match with her. She was within the spectrum of my she was in like the first 10 of my matches. So oh. I really appreciate the fact that she was exceptionally patient with me. <laughs> um, very nice gal. I liked her a lot. Uh, I get to have a match with her and it was Altoona PA. Mm. So no, she was very, very nice. Very nice girl. Well, yes, I'm not. 
I, I don't know if she is pregnant or had a child by now, then, you know, congratulations to her. I just, I just remember she, when I did speak with her, she was basically like, yeah, I got my nine to five job and I do this on the weekend and do that. And, and then I wrestle. I was like, how do you sleep? She said, yeah, so much. And then she just got married. So I was like, wow. Okay. So I can certainly understand why <laughs> this time came. Uh, but anyway, uh, that was a quick side note. Uh, <clears throat> earlier, I alluded to you being a multi-talented woman, and we uh, have c certainly covered and peeled back the layers to that. Uh, are you also an actress? <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, come on. That, that, that's a legit question. <clears throat> now, now um... I know that comes out of the blue, but let me explain why that comes up because okay on your channel there's a promo which basically comes across or is least presented more so like a short film than a promo than a than a typical promo oh uh, i know which one you're talking about but go ahead so you know just, just based on that alone because you know again your typical promo doesn't really uh set up that way or present that way or uh, edit it that way it, it, it came off more as an acting job than the typical hey I'm gonna kick your ass you know type type deal so uh, that was the reason that actress came to mind I was like I don't know if it was something that you tampered with that they actually did it or you know thought about so you the laugh answers it and tells me no <laughs> but, but who produced that? So that was, uh, well, basically I, man, it takes a second to explain. So I have a good friend named Arvin Clay who actually does do film and things like that, you know, for a profession. Um, he out shoots some of a horror movie before. He is a photographer, a great artistic guy, um, does phenomenal photography. I'm going to use them for my next promo picks, actually, so I'll give them definitely a shout-out. Arvin, you're the best. But we both love film. Um, and like I said before, whenever I'm doing something related to wrestling, I always try to stand out. I always try to think of something different, but something that the audience still might be able to relate to. Um, I love the film American Psycho. Mm -hmm. And I had been watching it a couple times over. I'm like, hey, this would be really cool for a promo or an idea of a promo if people got it, but it needs to be shot the right way. So I got together with Arvin. I'm like, do you think we could show, shoot like something like short, but like, you know, still give it that vibe? And he's like, oh, yeah. So I kind of told him what I was going for and the kind of the shots that I was going for, too. And he said, absolutely, we can do something like that. So in this essence, he was almost like the cinematographer because um, I gave him the idea of the shots that I wanted to shoot. And then I did the voiceover work after. Um, it really came together really well. And I have to, not enough props for him because there were shots that I was trying to make happen. And he was just like, yeah, that's not going to work. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he did a phenomenal job um, with shooting that for me. And I think it took about two and a half hours of shooting just to make sure that we had enough, you know, I, I guess like extra footage in case something got screwed up or enough takes and everything else. Um, but I really wanted to give this sense of like it being creepy and this person was a little off um, in the narration of what's going through my mind. 
and give you kind of like this feeling like, oh, something's not right with this girl, and she wants to fight other girls, and she's 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 a little weird. I don't know. This is kind of this is kind of super creepy. So uh, some of the other people that watch it are like, is that in, like the American Psycho? I'm like, yes, yes, it was. Like, oh, we loved it. And I'm like, oh, cool, people got it, which made me breathe like a big sigh of relief. I'm like, oh, thank God. Okay, they got the reference. But yeah, I always try to do something different. Um, I'm really thankful that I have him to work with. Um, he'll be helping me shoot my next promo with the Valkyrie once it's not raining where I <laughs> where I live. Um, I don't want to light up my wings in the in the rain. Unfortunately, nah, not not real, not willing to die for the gimmick just yet. Um, we'll see. But um, no, he he just we we definitely watch a lot of film, and he completely understood where I wanted to go with the promo. Um, as for me being an actress. Mm-hmm. I love telling a good story. I, I could definitely be a comedian if I need to. I'm good at making people laugh when I need to. Uh, being an actress would be pretty awesome. Um, I could see myself in that mode, definitely. Just never really got, besides wrestling or doing my promos, that avenue. Um, maybe in the future? I don't know. I never thought that I'd be wearing wings that lit up at like you know my age, so God only knows what's possible in the future. Yeah, you, you might suddenly turn around like, you know what, I want to do a movie. Hey, you know what? It happened for the guy, um, Danny uh, Tejero. Uh, Trejo? Was... Trejo, thank you. Like, yeah, he was, like, you know, in and out of prison. And then he was a, like, he was a boxer. And somebody saw him on set. They're like, hey, you want to be in our movie? And then, you know, the rest is history, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, really, you never know. No, you don't, because Danny is one working actor. That's that's for certain. I'm like, man, he might not be a lead all the time, but he is consistent. Hey, you know what? In Predators, I believed his character. And when they killed him off early, that made me mad. <laughs> hey, well, he can't survive them all. <laughs> Although true. I... Although I will say, just as a, a, another side note, I like Predators. I know it doesn't get enough love, but I saw the original Predator, and I thought they did a lot of nice callbacks to the uh, original movie. So, shout out to that. I had a blast. I saw it in the theater. I thought it was a good movie, but that's just me. Um, I thought that uh, I did not expect uh, What's-His-Face to be the lead man, who kept talking like Solid Snake, and like um, that was a bit jarring, but it, it worked. I, I believed it in the end. I forget that guy's name too. Sorry, it's been a long day. The, the lead actor, the guy, the guy that played yeah. Royce. Brody. Yeah, he was in the film. Yeah, Adrian Brody. There we go. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I wasn't really expecting that either because I, I never really saw him as an action guy. But even I had to say, good grief, that dude must have just lived in the gym for a year or something. But yeah, well, yeah it sounded like he smoked a half pack a day with that voice so grizzled. Ugh. Well, you know, that that's called going to the Christian Bale School of Acting. You know, <laughs> that's kind of good. The, the Batman set. Yeah, right? <laughs> so he didn't have to smoke for that. It's just, I got to sound <laughs> creepy and, and hardcore, so, you know, just got to make my voice all grizzled. Uh, one day I'm going to do that, too. <laughs> Again, if you're going to do that, please have a camera around because I won't be uh, up there to, to see it. So I, I just need to hear it. It's going to be my it's going to be my intro into becoming an actress, don't you see, Mister Green? It's going to be my it's, oh. it's going to be I'm going to be female Batman. That's going to be my first role. 
So not Batwoman or Batgirl. <laughs> I'm going to be female No, Batman. female Batman. Exactly. That's going to be the name? All right. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. <laughs> no, I'm not Batgirl. Can't you see? A female Batman. Well, yeah. I don't want to ruin the trademark, so, you know, that's why I'm not doing Batgirl. I just want to be the female Batman. I know, but, you know, just just having to explain that. Is probably comedy in and of itself. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna mark that down. That's gonna be one of my next vignettes. Yeah, that 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 uh, just the scene of female Batman showing up, explaining to Commissioner Gordon. So you're not Batgirl, <laughs> and you're not Batwoman. No, no, female Batman. How does nice that work? Nice gender exactly? neutral. N- nice gender neutral. No one gets offended. I am female Batman. But it's gender all in the name. It's just both ways. Exactly. See how there was that big pause of silence that, you know, just sat there uncomfortably? That's going to be the reaction to that. Oh, boy. Yes, write that down. I think you and your uh, filmmaker buddy need to produce that. (laughs) Oh, my. I think I've given you like three or four uh, assignments already, haven't I? Yeah, I, I... I can't wait to re-listen to this so I can write those all down again because I'm going to forget. I, I'm sure. I, I would forget them <laughs> if I didn't have it being <laughs> recorded. <laughs> but uh, comedy, you did bring up comedy. It, it did seem as a uh, natural inclination for you. You ever thought about pursuing that as well? Yeah, I have. Um, Arvin actually goes to open the guy I told you about who does all the filming and the photography. He actually goes to open mic night and he asked me, hey, would you like to go down there one of these days? I'm like, Oh, yeah, it's awesome. He goes usually on days that I have performances and or practices. So it hasn't really worked out yet. But I think that just in the sense of being out in a crowd or being out in front of a crowd and working new material, mm-hmm. I think it's really important for any wrestler to try that. Um, just to help, you know. It's, okay, so if you're a wrestler that's like, let's say you're very athletic, you're very look-oriented, and maybe you're not great on the mic. I think that going to an open mic and testing out your skills in the mic is a great way to enhance your skills. Um, I would love to do it just to keep my skills on point. Uh, I think being good on the mic is just as important as being able to, you know, be proficient in the ring. It's half and half. You need to be able to, you know, present yourself in a way that's believable, and then you need to be able to actually bring it in the ring. But Sometimes you see that is a little different, especially with your more athletic and, you know, we'll say athletically gifted wrestlers. Sometimes they're not great with persona or talking on the mic. That's, it's okay. It's okay. It's a trade-off, right? But yes. I would love to do that more. Yeah. I, I would love to go to open mic night because I don't give a damn if no one talk or, you know, no one's listening to me or not. I'm going to insult some people. I'm going to have some fun. If there's an open bar. Oof, look out. Oh, my goodness. You know, I... Uh... <laughs> Somehow, I think that you you'd be finding that now. My personal opinion is, you probably would do good in a sketch environment, opposed to stand up. I think. Possibly. You sound you sound like you know, and I'm just guessing. I have nothing to base this off of. So you know, for anybody that's listening, take this with a grain of salt. Uh, I I think that you seem to perform. At your highest, if you have somebody to play off of. Uh, 
it really depends. At that point, if you need somebody to play off of and you it's just you up there, then it's the crowd. Yeah, that's when you get to pick the person out of the crowd that you're going to make their life a living hell. <laughs> kind of. Not, like, you know, you can ask this part. Yeah, not really, but but kind of. Okay, now my question would be, if you were going to take this endeavor, now we don't know if you're going to do that, but, but if you were going to do it, now are you going up there with prepared material, or are you just going to like, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to wing it? I would probably just go out there and wing it and just be like, hey, so tonight's <laughs> ladies' night. I don't see any ladies. And there could be like 18,000 women in the crowd. <laughs> and it's just like having fun with them, you know? Like, it's, it's finding like some kind of, you know, common ground, then, you know, pulling the rug out from underneath them and then bringing them all back home again. Hmm. Well, again, so, I, I, now that I'm sure somebody's going to be recording that if you, if you happen to go. So uh, I will look forward to the, that day. Well, sure, I appreciate that. I'm sure it'll be highly entertaining, one way or the other. I hope so. <laughs> if not, at least I would find it entertaining to myself. Well, you know, you just have to do what Will Ferrell says. Just, just enjoy the bomb. It's like when the comedy doesn't go well, just, just soak in the the stench of the bomb. You know, honestly, at that point, then it's just the entertainment for yourself. And if you're at least laughing, at least that's one person, right? There, there you go. So, see, that, that's why I said just enjoy it. Just enjoy the stench of the bomb. Yeah. But back to wrestling. <laughs> In a gender or all female, which do you prefer? Both. Um, I don't have any preference, actually. Um, no preference. To be honest, um, they're both going to be matches. They're both going to have their own way of working and... I enjoy intergender just as much as I would working, you know, another female. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite gender bender matches was against Super Oprah. Um, uh, yes, I did see highlights of that. How does one become a Super Oprah anyway? You're going to have to ask her that. I have no idea. Does that qualify as a her or is it him or him, her? Or You know, know what? I'm not going to risk offending Miss Oprah. Okay. Um, so I, I think that is a question best saved for her, but uh, I do have to say she is one of my favorite people to get my ass kicked by. <laughs> um, it, it's um, with a person of that size, regardless man or or woman, um, it, it's going to hit hard. The impact is going to be a lot. Um, just got to roll with it and figure it yourself out in the match. That's all. Um, but no, I, I, Super Oprah has definitely been one of my favorite opponents ever. Um, another match where I got the crap kicked out of me, which was against, uh, Chris LaRusso, um, ended up finishing off with a, uh, Tornado DDT, which was pretty awesome. But the, the match was out in an outdoor show. It was a hundred degrees outside. It was so hot that condensation was collecting in the middle of the ring without there being rain. So there's a puddle of water in the middle of the ring, but there wasn't any rain. I don't understand how that friggin' works. But um, Because science. Hey, yeah, I guess, yeah, science. <laughs> Get Bill Nye to figure that one out. But, um, yeah, so that was another really awesome match. Um, I hope to do more intergender in my career. I, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I've trained with nothing but boys, to be honest with you. So it's nothing that I'm a stranger to. 
Well, considering, you know, the, the independents are loaded with that. Now, once you go to the big time, that'll be a different issue. But enjoy it while you're on the, on the indies. As, uh, you know, you, you can get your intergender matches in there. Uh, speaking of which, when you, when you uh, called it the gender bender, was that the, the terminology that you tossed out there? Yes, it was. I'm not sure if that's appropriate, but that's what I'm I'm terminal like I'm terminalizing it as. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know. Now I want to say for those who haven't seen it, uh, a go to Laura Loveless's YouTube channel. Let's type in Laura Loveless, and uh, you will see the highlight video. I, I think it was like three minutes long, just just for the highlights. Uh, yeah, uh, three minutes or less. I think it's actually about maybe two and a half. Because um, we want you to buy the entire match if you're interested in seeing it. That's right. Um, yeah. Nah, man. Um, there's one, I think I know what you're talking about. There's one shoulder tackle in that match. You know, I can tell you this. I'm going through the match, and I'm feeling really good about it. Everything's falling into place. We have good chemistry. And uh, then Super Oprah coming off the ropes and I'm coming off the ropes too and I'm like wow Super Oprah sure is coming really fast towards me and then I don't remember much after that <laughs> yeah you know I was going to say the comparison there would be like you know the average wrestler stepping in the ring with Andre the Giant or the Big Show so uh, that, that, <laughs> that would be the, the relative comparison that I could give you and also before I move off of the uh, Super Ober thing there apparently is someone uh, assumably a fan of yours made some sort of meme uh, depicting your match with Super Ober do, do you know what I speak of is this the one where I'm trying to pin her yes and apparently yes. your okay. hands are quite deep <laughs> Uh, I was trying to find the bottom of yeah no I was trying to find the bottom of her tights and unfortunately I couldn't see see over Super Oprah's big ass and I just kept reaching and I never did find the end of those tights I will say that um, my hand does not go actually in her butt I, I will attest to that but I, I am desperately trying to grip something while I'm trying to pin her and I just couldn't find it so I just grabbed like theme of there there is tight but um when the fan posted that pick you know honestly i was proud i was proud that i would go that deep <laughs> no joke intended um to win so um no and i i shared that and a lot, a lot of people were just like yeah wow you really will do what it takes i'm like yep yes i will uh, yeah, apparently. So, yeah, if you haven't if you haven't seen that, you need to peruse through her uh, photos, and you will find a a couple of different variations of that. You know, I'm, I'm still. I think one. I think one says, "Laura Love is going boldly where no woman has ever gone before," or something of that effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that somebody added on to the bottom of it, like, but countless men have. I'm like, okay, wow, that's. Interesting. <laughs> but you know, I'm still, you know, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that uh, super Oprah gimmick. I was like, I don't remember Oprah in a, you know, schoolgirls outfit or anything like that. So I'm not quite sure where that's at. But you know, that's that's me. Uh, so we, I will move on. I'll, I'll just leave that as it is. Uh, 
what is the name of Laurel Loves' big move? What is the finisher? You know, so if anybody was going to like, hey, I'm waiting to see her do this. Oh, man. Um, I'm kind of working on a couple right now. I never stop with just one finisher. Um, I did the flatliner for a little bit. Um, I did... Man, I I really don't really name them because I'm always trying to change it up. So it's, I know that's kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I, I'm working on a senton right now. Um, if I had to say anything that I was going to call it, Death from Above, probably, oh. or The Valkyrie's Flight, um, would be one of uh, the names of it. Well, um, of the Valkyrie. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but more of that to come because The Valkyrie is a, is a much newer gimmick. I've only only had about two matches with her now, so I would say look out, especially at the promotion Rise. That's R Y S E, not R I S E, but uh, R Y S E. It's a it's a Pittsburgh promotion. Well, mm-hmm. Connellsville. Um, I'm going to be working pretty soon here. Look for my new uh, finisher, Flight of the Valkyrie, and uh, you'll see what I'm going with. All right. You know, you haven't made your way down to Georgia yet or Atlanta. You know, I'm, I'm not going to hold that against you, but I'm just going to say that you have, at some point, you'd like to see Loveless in, uh, around this area. Hey, I'm working on it. I'm actually going to be in Tennessee and South Carolina this upcoming spring. If I can make it to Georgia, I'll be very, very happy. Uh, any promoters that are looking for a, um, I don't know, light, bright-esque uh, gimmick, somebody that flashes a lot of color um, and can who can fly, um, hey, hit me up. I am looking to make it into the southern states. Like I said, I'm already going into Tennessee and into North, or South Carolina, pardon me. Uh, would love to hit up North Carolina, Georgia, possibly Florida, and maybe even Texas if anybody is interested. I am looking to make my way around the southern states. Love to add more of that. Um yeah, I would love to hit up Georgia. Are you kidding me? Yeah, well, come on down. You need to, to pass your, your tour dates down so you see, see if uh, that matches up with any any promoters' show dates here so you can get it all in one big, big run. I'll put it to you this way. I love the South in the summer. I know that sounds incredibly, like, crazy, but That's I love the South in the summer. Crazy hot down here now. <laughs> well, as a little girl, no, no, no. As a as a little girl, I lived in Florida for the longest time. Love the South in the summer. I don't care if it's your butt sticks to leather, hot, you know, car seats, ninety degrees plus. I don't give a damn. Get me down to the South. The food is always spicy and good. Uh, you know, days last forever. I love the South in the summer. You all Get right me with there, me. I will go. <laughs> That's all I you all right with me. Thank you. <laughs> Would you say that you've had uh your breakout match yet? Or are you still en route of that? Um Oh man, that's a tough question. I would say that I've had a definitely like a career changing match was when I was in the women's tournament at OCW. So I had to wrestle three times in a row that night. Um, My first match was Super Oprah, my second match with Katie Arquette, and then my third match with uh, Angel Dust. So 
I mean, that was definitely a turning point in my career, I would say, because there was only about, I would say, maybe 10 to 15 minutes in between each match, so I had to make sure my A game was on. I had to make sure, like, you know, I wasn't going to, you know, die in my last match. And that was probably one of the most enjoyable experiences I've had yet um, in wrestling. So I would say that's a turning point. Career-making match, not yet, but hopefully soon. Okay. I'm going to assume right now that Jocelyn is your biggest rival. She's one of them. One of Why, them. did she tell you to say that? She didn't. No, <laughs> no she didn't tell me to say that. <laughs> no, it just no, seemed I like rest- y'all have wrestled a, a, a number of times. And after a while, I'm like, okay, that, that seems like that's the, uh, you know, the sacred, the, the, excuse me, let me, let me say that again. The Lakers to her Celtics or something to that, that, Variation. Um, she's definitely one of them. Um, we have wrestled each other a numerous amount of times at different promotions. Um, sometimes I win, sometimes she wins. You just saw that she just won. I think that was crap because she scratched my eyes, but whatever. Um, <laughs> yes. I always enjoy uh, having a battle with Jocelyn, seeing what she has, and you know, under her sleeve, or she has her her manager that weird manservant guy at mega you know that's fine i'm gonna get her one of these days and it ain't gonna be pretty but you know i always enjoy working her okay uh, one of the biggest not the biggest but one of I'm just, top three maybe i'm maybe. not giving her that much credit i'm, I'm still a little mad about her scratching my eyes okay so yeah it's like you don't want you don't want to give her that that kind of a boost not just yet Oh, all right. Well, well, that's that's fine. That's fair. Uh, if there was a match that you, if if you had to say, hey, look, you want to know what I'm about, you want to know how good I am, go look, go find this match and, and look at it. If there's a match out there that you have that you would point to for your fans or people who have not seen anything from you, what match is that that you would uh, tell them, hey, go get this one? Um, I would definitely say any matches that I had with, uh, Angel Dust. Okay. Um, especially from the tournament, um, definitely. Or my match that I actually won the belt off of her, um, was pretty awesome too. Uh, we dealt with a lot of issues in the venue, actually, like the ceiling was super low and the ring was set up high and it was just. We were able to do some neat things, even with that, uh, you know, around that match. I, I would definitely speak both highly, you know, not only to her skill, but to mine as well. I really got to be able to, like, feel more comfortable and shine in that. Um, my match with Katie Arquette for that tournament was pretty good, too. I would definitely say check that out. Even a match with Black Diamond uh, with Jocelyn, I would say. there's just it, That's a really hard question to answer because I find things that I – about myself, I cannot stand when I'm rewatching my matches. I'm just like, oh, why did you do that? Why did you do that? Why did you do that? And I find things that I really like about a match. Um, honestly, I would say the best advice I could give, check out my YouTube page and figure it out for yourself. Ah, um, there you go. Yeah. See that marketing that you just did right there? Yeah. <laughs> be like the brand. It. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but the questions are supposed to be hard. Except for this one, because I'm sure that you probably have uh, quite a bit to say uh, about this. That you have a picture on your Facebook that is labeled 
<laughs> Let me make sure I get this right. <clears throat> Dear Miss Too Good to Answer My DMs, would you care to explain that? Oh, is that the one uh, with the Slim Shady thing? That is the Slim Shady reference. Yeah. Um, it's some of the things that not only uh, female wrestlers, mind you, probably get in their inbox, but women in general, like, hounded, hounded constantly. I get things in my inbox where people are sending me waves, just, like, waving their hand. And I'll, I'll get that from one person, like, four times a week. I'm, like, thinking to myself, what do you want me to respond and do? I just usually give the people a thumbs up and just, like, leave it be. But then it's just, it's constant. You're just like, I don't, I don't know. Are you a bot? Are you from Russia? What do you want me to say? I'm not giving you my last four digits of my Soch. Like, I, I, I don't know what you want me to do here. Mm. Or you get the person who, I mean, a lack of a better word, is really aggressive and nasty. Like, you don't know what to say to this person. Like, oh, you're too good to talk to me, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, dude, I have a life. <laughs> I, I don't you have a nine to five? I have a nine to five. I do, but I sacrifice that so I can, so I can drone on in these uh, DMs all day. That's that's the answer. I guess. Or perhaps no, I don't have a nine to five. I just sit here in front of the computer endlessly for hours. So apparently, it seems that you deal with that and. Uh, a bunch of nonsensical DMs. Is that that fair to say? Okay. Well, sometimes there are people that are overseas that will message me. Hmm. And at first, I think it's a bot. And then I realize, oh, no, this person just is speaking in really broken English, and I feel kind of bad. Um, and you have to be careful about that, too, because, you know, sometimes some of your wrestling fans are going to be... Um, special in that special case that makes them special and you don't and you don't realize that sometimes um yeah. when that happens yeah no and you want to be supportive of them because they really do make the show and they they come out and cheer you and everything else so you, so, to say that you have to read every message carefully sometimes you really do um there's somebody who supports me locally that actually is a really really huge fan of mine and i didn't realize um they sent me a dm and i was just like what is it? I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. Hey, no, I saw you. Thank you for starting up at my show. And, you know, I really do enjoy when they turn up at my show. It's just you have to be careful. You have to be careful. And sometimes that means reading through a lot of DMs. Thank God no dick pics yet. I don't know how. <laughs> I have lucked out. Maybe you, I look too aggressive. I, I look scary. Not sure. You've jinxed yourself. I really did. Because I, I bet tomorrow my inbox is just going to be nothing but it. You haven't got those yet, eh? Well, we'll fix that. Click, 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 click. Here's a thousand <laughs> dick pics. No, I'm dying or an avalanche of dick pics. No, stop it. Oh, I feel so sorry for you. <laughs> well, maybe, you know, this is somewhere in the middle of the conversation, so maybe they won't, maybe they won't decide that. They're, hey, challenge accepted. They won't get to that point. <laughs> you haven't got oh, it yet. Wow. I'll take that challenge. Click. Yeah. We don't want that. So for those of no. you out there that are falling to that category, shame on you, which is actually how I lead off the uh, episodes of Tales from the Creek, which you can find 
on the Women's Pro Wrestling Network Facebook page is click on the videos. Quick plug for those short episodes that we have. Very short, mostly. And uh, speaking of which, I'm going to say this preceding her saying it, that you will probably be able to hear a uh, adventure from Miss Loveless in that uh, video segment as well. So, you know, yeah. you probably want to tune in and uh, take a listen to that. Uh, definitely. I, I definitely have one. Uh, you, you uh, on in December, speaking of your New Year's, you know, we're going to rewind back a, a few days to uh, a, a post that you put up that I found uh, quite interesting. And I'm going to read it for you. Okay. Does the Christmas song Baby is Cold Outside freak anyone else out? He's not not letting her leave his house, even though she's repeatedly said she needs to get going, then tries to make her drink more. <laughs> Sorry. Grabs her hand and tells her that she'll die if she leaves. Actually, this would be a great Halloween song. What? <laughs> Why? Did you take this song and pick it apart? Because <laughs> I was listening to it. I'm like, damn, this this song got real on so many levels. It does. It does. It's scary, dude. Okay. Right, seriously. You know, you, you set aside the whole, like, you know, oh, it's cutesy and Christmassy. If some woman was over at some dude's house and she's like, hey, I got to go. I got to call my Uber or something. No, no, the weather's bad. You're going to stay right here. But no, really, I really... No, you're going to stay right here. Drink this drink. You're going to stay right here. Everything's going to be fine. Drink this drink. Stay right here. You'd be freaked out. And that would be an awesome start to a great horror film. Well, I have to say this. You know, I, I saw that, and then I looked it up as I was doing my research for my questions and whatnot. And I was almost perfectly fine with the whole song. It's like, it's not that bad, except for one line. It's one line in that song that sets it into, okay, maybe that's not good territory. You know what that is? What? What's in this drink? Yes! <laughs> and then you start thinking, and that's when all of a sudden during the preview, that like that weird boom, like sound effect goes, and like there's silence, you're just like, what's in this drink? And then you see her running down a hallway trying to find the doorway out. And he's locked the door from oh. the inside. You've already see? written this. Now, now you want to see this movie. You've already written this out, haven't you? You got a script? Maybe. <laughs> it's an easy script. Girl goes home with creepy guy over Christmas. Guy doesn't let her leave house. Battle ensues. But see, the problem was he wasn't creepy. I looked, you know, I, I, when I looked it up, I found a scene to a movie. Which actually had Ricardo Montalban, and I like Ricardo. He, you know, he was like he was Mr. Super Suave for his day, and you know, but he was he was the guy doing the thing. Baby, don't leave, and just you know, have another drink, and this 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 that and the other. But is that one line <laughs> when she sits down, takes it's like, hey, what's in this drink? I was like, oh God, why why did they have to do that? She she wakes up in a bathtub full of ice, and then she's like, oh, no. It, 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 it's great for a movie. But no, but like seriously, the series of events that lead up into that song is actually pretty disturbing. She's constantly trying to leave, and he's just not letting her go. Well, that's true. Now, you should, 
just to add on for that, for for anybody that needs to lighten that mood up, then you want to see the uh, Saturday Night Live rendition of that song where they did straight for the first rendition, and after she stays and he uh, wakes up, now he's trying to get her to go. So all of that changes once, <laughs> once uh, he's done whatever it is that he wanted to do. He's like, okay, <laughs> baby, you can leave, and now she's changed her mind. She wants to stay. So... They Wouldn't have. that be the ultimate twist in that horror movie? You know that she decides. You know, I want to stay. Can I change my relationship status? Uh, no, no. Can I call you an Uber? We're, we're, you know, no, no. I'll make you breakfast. Oh no, <laughs> that that's right. No uh, breakfast. No, uh, whew, I got to go to work, honey. <laughs> you sure you don't want to go? Though. It's not the work uh, of the weekends. I'm filling in for yep. somebody. Exactly. <laughs> you don't buy that excuse? How about this one? <laughs> that will be the sequel to my version of that film. <laughs> well, you need to get that script cranked out then. I'm working on it right now. <laughs> I'm looking through back my old posts. <laughs> well, like I said, I found that in December. But look, but I have to tag on before I move into the uh, the final sections here that that was based on 1944 sensibilities so you know there there we have it so for yeah. anybody so i don't want to taint the song for anybody that loves baby is cold outside yes i know it, it doesn't uh especially considering the things that have been going on within these last few years uh you know any woman that would get up and say hey what's in this drink that's probably not a good sign Probably not, no. If, if somebody is refusing to let you leave their home and you're adamantly trying to go, you should probably oh, well, call for help. I, and, you know, I'm going to send that video to you because, you know, like I said, I like Ricardo, but clearly he's lying when he says, hey, it's snowing outside. He's, you look out the window, it's like dry. You know, this. Yeah. It's, it's a blizzard, baby. Don't go. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. But it's all in good 1940s fun. Baby. We'll go with that, sure. Well, I mean, come on. They they made a murder ballot sound groovy at, at, back in those days. Come on, I mean, really. Which I didn't that's, even that's, know that's, until, until that, that's, at the time. That's very true. That's very true. I mean, I was Mac the Knife. Any, anybody, I'm not, I'm not going to go and explain it now, but anybody listen to that song, just listen to the words of Mac the Knife. And I had no idea. I was like, this dude is talking about killing somebody. <laughs> but it sounded great. <laughs> Wow! I was like, "How do you do that?" See, now I gotta listen to that. Yes, good. There's your lesson for tonight, Laura. See, this show is educational as well. Hmm. <laughs> That's right, Mac the Knife, which was the, uh, and I only found that because of uh, Mac Mac Tonight, the McDonald's commercial with the big moon man. I don't know if you are familiar with those, but that was what the song was based off of. And I found out, I was like, "This is a murder ballad." Holy crap. Now I really want to listen to that song. <laughs> yeah, well, type it in and type in lyrics and just listen to them. Read it while he's singing it and then you'll get what I'm saying. And and when you do, gotcha. just send me a message like, okay, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's all I'm asking for. Just send me that message. <clears throat> I definitely will. I will give you a full report of my thesis on Mac the Knife. <laughs> It's time for Random Questions. 
It's time for random questions. The uh, portion where I just uh, toss out some stuff that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with uh, uh, wrestling, but just for <laughs> kicks and giggles. Are you ready? Yes. Question one. What is the male version of a Valkyrie? I think a Viking. Or uh, maybe a god, like a um, like an Odin. I, I don't have a buzzer. Sorry. According to odinsphere.wicca.com, the male version of a Valkyrie is a berserker. Oh, okay. Huh. Again, educational. Who is the lead actor in the movie Valkyrie? Tom Cruise? That is correct. Tom Ooh, Cruise all right. In Marvel Comics, the original character of the Valkyrie's real name was... Uh, I'm not going to know this one. <laughs> eh, I don't know. Real name was Brunhilde. Oh, that's actually a German. Um, it's a German story, actually. Brunhilde was on top of a mountain. She was um, trapped up there. Yeah. Yeah. See, see that was the. Ridiculous. I know. I know some things. See, yeah, I, I know I, some things. I know you do, because because Laura Loveless is intelligent. She has the the wisdom of the ages. She's a Valkyrie. I add little things onto your character that you just, you know, I'm not asking for nothing off of that. Just take it and run. You know, wisdom of the ages. The line. There can be only one. This is easy. Comes from what movie? Highlander. Bonus points. Give me the year. 1987. Oh, too many years on there. Too high. 83. Ah, I was thinking of the sequel, which was terrible. <laughs> yeah, okay. The sequel doesn't exist. Oh, Highlander Two? It's out there, man. I no. don't know if you can erase it. That's uh, <laughs> that that is some the sequel some doesn't pure exist. cinema gold right there. Listen, if, if the Highlander franchise doesn't even acknowledge that sequel, then I don't acknowledge that sequel either. They, they, don't even, they skip right over when they went to three nothing in that part two was mentioned at all they don't acknowledge it in the least never happened as they shouldn't it doesn't make any goddamn sense no it doesn't but you know what the hell <laughs> it was, right it was highlighter. let's just make one speaking of what the hell what the hell is Kijo butt fighting can you repeat that I, I might be pronouncing the first one wrong Kaijo? Is, is that, am I saying that right? Kaijo butt Oh, fighting? I think that's an anime. I put a clip on that. Um, that is an anime that, um, well, it, it might actually be a Japanese thing. God only knows. But it just revolves around two girls slapping their asses together to knock themselves off of like a little like floaty thing um, in the water. Yeah. You know, but apparently the an- the anime is doing great money, so they got some kind of winning formula there. Okay, you know I'm gonna give bonus points for you actually being able to describe that. I uh, was not aware that you <laughs> you had that much insight to it. I, was, I just saw the clip. I was like, "What the hell is this? <laughs> Butt fighting? Like, uh, wow!" 
So yeah, that, that I think that deserves bonus points there. It's Dragon Ball Z only with butts. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate or not, but I'll go with it. Fair enough. That that might actually be an audio clip that I can use. It's Dragon Ball Z only with butts. Yeah. You should. To, I, I encourage you. I got to find somewhere that I can work that in somewhere, somehow. What's a talent that the general public is not generally aware that you have? Oh, jeez. Um, I can eat really fast. I can eat really fast. I go with that. Yeah. yeah like, to the point where it's almost disgusting. Um, I can eat really fast. <laughs> That's, I'm trying to think of anything I didn't cover already. Um... I can eat really fast, and I can pick up things with my toes. Ah, well, that's good for all the fetish freaks out there. I'm sure they'll be happy to hear that one. Ah, oh, man, now my inbox is going to be full of nothing but dick pics and feet. I'm really not doing myself any favors. <laughs> no, you're not, apparently. Last random question, name me a guilty pleasure movie. Now, by a guilty pleasure movie, I mean one movie that by all measures and logical sense should be a terrible movie, but you just like it anyway. Okay, so for those who don't know, I actually have a unfiltered love for bad films. I don't actually think that some of these films are really all that bad. Um, I'm actually starting a YouTube series where I review these films. It's called Not Another Bad Movie. Um, but one of the films that's featured in my series, and I love this film to death, is Showgirls. <laughs> I think that movie is great. I love that movie with oh, a passion. Really? Wow. I do. Wow. And I'm not even a guy. I know. Um, the first off, I'll just throw out some really good, awesome things about the film. The soundtrack is amazing. Not only does it feature David Bowie, but Prince as well. Come on. Like, the soundtrack's awesome to that movie. Um, I think I'm going to have to clip this off into something separate right here, but go ahead. Um, the cinematography in the film is actually really well done, especially during the dance scenes. That took a lot of work. Um, I thought they put a lot of thought into the whole dance scenes and how to film that correctly. I didn't mind, like, it, there, there's a lot of, like, really awesome things about it that get kind of, like, overshadowed by the fact that people, like, oh, it's a terrible movie, it features nothing but sex, and, you know, it's, you know, so overbloated, and, you know, even the director said it was supposed to be kind of, like, a parody of what he thought of ho the Hollywood industry and a Hollywood film, I don't know if that's true. Let's not give ourselves that much credit, but I still think it's a really awesome film just to be able, for the quote-unquote bad factor, it's very rewatchable. I've watched it at least now like five or six different times. There's some, always something new I'm finding in it that are like those little nuances about the story that is hinted at, like in the setting or the background. I'm like, oh, wow, they actually did put a lot of thought into this. Too bad it's such a terrible film. <laughs> yes, too bad indeed. I've watched that movie a few times back in the day. I was like, well, it didn't get no better for me, but, you know, I'm just saying. Uh, I, I uh, It could have been a different path for Elizabeth Berkeley. That's, that's about the best I could give it. 
I know why she took the role because had that thing worked, it would placed her into a different acting stratosphere. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she just so stuck with like, I'm so excited. No. You know, that was maybe <laughs> no. She, she had but to, I don't know. She had to break out, and, and you know, and, and in all fairness, I'm going I'm gonna give this movie one piece of of, of praise, and that I think it came out at the wrong time for it to work. You know what? I would agree with that. Um, it, I tried starting several drinking games around watching that film, and it wouldn't work because we would all get alcohol poisoning. <laughs> Unfortunately, like the amount of nail art, um, cocaine usage, crystal, like bad '90s haircuts, like you die. But oh, it's yeah. so great. I, I, I there's so many things that it's great to love about that film. So, Showgirls is your guilty play is one of. Apparently, you have many. Oh, absolutely. I have far money more, but uh, Showgirls is definitely like the top of that list. Uh, okay, you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna poke the bear here just because. Give me three. Ooh. Okay. Well, Showgirls. Mm-hmm. Um. What's another really good terrible film that I like? Uh, you're gonna you're gonna let me get give away my entire series here. Um, no, 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 I don't, I'm not gonna. I, I just wanted you to give me that so I can say, okay, I'm gonna add one into the list and that and get the assignment to watch it. But go ahead. So you, you, we got okay, showgirls. Okay, so showgirls is definitely at the top of that. Halloween two from Rob Zombie is definitely on there. Okay. Which if oof gosh, if you read some of the reviews for that, people just pan it. And the one and another review that I'm currently working on, Spring Breakers. Ah. Yeah. I think that's a uncomfortable movie to watch. I like that I movie is it's it's so dumb. Like all right, fine, I'll buy a bunch of white girls being able to rob a chicken shack. But then just going down to Florida, like, hey, nothing's wrong. And it's like, it, and I really thought about it. I'm like, well, goddamn, I thought that really could happen in real life. No one's arresting these dumb bitches yet. And then they're just walking around Florida, robbing people. I'm like, eh, nothing, whatever. That's right. And I'm sorry. Yeah, and they all get away with it. And they're all wearing pink, pink ski masks. Like, that's, you know, they're really inconspicuous. And then what, uh, Franco's character. Spring break in every other take. That movie is ridiculous. Well, how awesome is Franco? I mean, come on. That guy is, you know, he didn't get a lot of credit, but he is a pretty diverse actor. Yes. And I will say this from having lived in Florida, um, I have met the actual real, uh, you know, realization of that human being. Franco is pretty good at capturing what South Floridians um, living in that reality are. So kudos to him. The uh, what the white boy dreadlocks were a nice touch. Um, completely accurate. I will say this: one hundred percent accurate. Spring break. <laughs> accurate. Well, fortunately, you did not fall into uh, whatever person that he was betraying. So. You know, kudos to you and uh, Laura Lohan for not, because I think if anybody was going to do it, it would have been her. So. Most likely, yeah. So there we have it. Now I'm going to add in, you know, I got to give you just something awful. 
go watch Galaxy of Terror. And that's for all, for other people out there that's listening as well. If you want something that's really just horrible to look at, look at that. Is that the one where she gets like raped by the by the alien? Uh some gigantic boar worm something 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 yes yeah i did see that yeah it is weird because she she like it did to her because that's what she feared or something yes that is i remember that absolutely that that was disturbing yeah no i'm not sure how you would have that that fear i hope i don't get raped by a worm that doesn't seem like it's the most logical thing to be afraid of. I mean, you know, maybe rape in general, but by but specifically maybe, by a worm is just, you know. That might have been maybe like, um, I, I don't know, an allegory for big for other things, like maybe just men, men's um, parts as general. I, I, I can't answer. Well, it I'm was, just it saying, was, everybody else's fear was pretty accurate. <laughs> they, they didn't have no allegory. You didn't have the try to you know translate what this meant <laughs> everybody else's was, was on point well maybe she took like sir mix a lot way too literally when he says my anaconda don't want none and that's when she like kind of like got that picture in her head i don't know i i can see you're really trying to just <laughs> you're trying to make i'm trying work. i'm trying hard for this lady i feel bad now <laughs> <laughs> I got a million of you. You don't like that excuse? How about this one? That one no good? Try this one. I'd be a great lawyer. <laughs> just, just, let me just keep lobbing them at you. Man. There you go. So there you go, folks. Galaxy of Terror. She's seen it, but how about you? You know, I know this has turned into a movie review of suddenly, but apparently, you know, hey, why not? So there you have I that. agree. And you need to tune into her um, YouTube channel when she does produce these movie reviews because they should be insanely ridiculous. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of comedy that's going to be wrapped up in those things. I, I can feel it coming. I definitely had to polish off at least half a bottle of wine to get through Spring Breakers. I will say that. Editing that was a pain in the ass. Also, the fact that if you notice throughout that entire film... None of those girls are actually drinking the beer. They're just pouring it in their mouths, and it's, like, spilling out. There's a part where I get really agitated about that. Um, that might be the highlight of the review, so I don't want to give too much away. But, man, do I lose it over that film. <laughs> How dare you waste good beer? Is, is, is yeah. That, oh, yeah. Same on them. Horrible. Terrible. People that could be drinking that. Like Laura Lohan. Well, Laura, Laura needs to stay in the, uh, you know, in the shadows right now. We don't, we don't want to get her excited, you know, because I think beer is probably the equivalent of spinach, uh, in her case. Very likely so. You know, might get crunk and just go out and start a fight or something. Sounds fun to me. I don't know, but whatever. So, so you know, and I'm also going to say, if you have a, a a horrible movie that you would like Miss Loveless to review. I think that would be yes. fun too. Yeah, Please, by all means. Smokey and the Bandit Three. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, you haven't? No. Have you seen any of the Smokey and the Bandits? I think I saw the first one like a long time ago. You have to. Oh, you have to watch three. You have to watch three. 
you know you're getting into some bad territory whenever you hit the third of anything. Um, well, well, let me just say this because you know I I like my movies. All right, let me let me just start with that. I become fascinated with how this movie fell apart and somebody just saved it. Like I know that movie is by by all metrics that movie should be terrible. It it should be. But I just, you know, you talk about something like that's awful that I I love. Like, I don't know who the guy was that edited this thing, but I know he was in that edit bay like, God damn it, I'm going to make this movie work. I don't know how. I don't know how I'm going to do it. But I'm going to string this piece of shit together, and I'm going to make it coherent, and it's going to (laughs) work. Oh, my. You just you just need to read the legend behind how that what it what it was and what it came out to be in order to appreciate the terribleness behind it. I might have to check that out now. Just for your word, I, I might have to do it. Yes, please do. And anybody else, by the way, please do. That you need to have that. Fair so, enough. I will. So there we go. I'm, I'm going to be looking forward to that one. I, if you manage to actually uh, do it. Uh, normally I would end with fantasy booking, but you know, I've gone, this has gone on far longer than I originally anticipated. Uh, it, Sorry. It, no, no. What, what are you apologizing for? It's great for me. I, I, I didn't want to put you through the, the measure of having to think and uh, come up with some, some new uh, storyline for yourself. Oh boy. Um I mean I don't know if you are your snaps are still firing on all cylinders over there. Always are. Always looking to do something new. Uh always looking to test myself basically. I don't know. It always um just depends. Well then in that case, it's time for fantasy booking. Fantasy booking. Oh my. This is the segment where you get to book your own angle and or storyline against whomever and wherever you would like. The only caveat to that is this person must be living. They can't turn around and say, like, hey, I'd like to wrestle Mr. Perfect. No, I'm sorry, he's not here. So, and not just Russell. Storyline. How do we get there? Book the, just picture it like this. You walk into a promotion, the promoter says, hey, look, I don't feel like doing this. Book it. Whatever you want, done. So, hit me. Alright, off the top of my head, if I had to pick one, um, me versus Taya Valkyrie. Um, Angle, she doesn't think that I'm, you know, gifted enough to carry the Valkyrie name, so she wants to test me. Uh, I would have the fight at Rise Promotions. Again, that's R-Y-S-E. Um, and it would be a Falls Count Anywhere match. Ah, that is interesting. And now Mr. Green will add his two cents to the fantasy booking scenario. As I would say, I think, or I think I said this earlier, that the Clockwork Angel is a natural foe for a Valkyrie at some point in time. So if I had the book, or the magic pen, if you will, I think her and her crazy butt would have to come down to whatever promotion that we have. We're just going to say APCW since that's around the corner for me. And being that she is uh, convinced herself that she is a entity from heaven, 
who is who must win in order to get back. What better way to prove her mantle, to make it back into the heavens than to destroy a Valkyrie? Another unworldly entity that, you know, of similar ilk. So I think that it has to be something like that. Now, what what circumstances or what what the uh, the match would have to be? I guess it'd have to be something epic. Matter of fact, let's just call it that. Another name for hardcore match, but we'll just rename it "Epic Battle" between the Valkyrie okay. and Loveless and the Clockwork Angel, Catred. And what's on the line? Of course, the souls of one of these ladies, which of course nobody can actually see. Because she's fighting to get have, back in the heavens, and the Valkyrie's fighting to take, you know, to take her to Valhalla, or something. Like I that. had a feeling you were gonna say souls are on the line. That that's pretty. That's a pretty huge uh, thing to have on the line. It is, as long as you have one. I mean, with wrestlers, <laughs> you never know. But uh, well, since we're ethereal beings. You are ethereal beings. That's why I said, like, what What else could you have? I mean, what, how could money in it? First off, I'm not really even sure. And I asked, I was like, well, I'm not sure how wrestling would work for an angel to get back into, you know, heaven anyway. But, you know, I, I don't want to apply that kind of logic to it. Getting into dangerous territory there. But, I no, see. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I'd be, hey, you, you find a promoter to book it. I'll come down for it. I'll be, ha- I'll be happy to do it. That sounds like a lot of fun. We can have a... Um, I don't know, a wings versus wings match or something. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, oh, how about this? This is a stipulation for the match. Whoever loses gets their wings torn off. Oh, see, now you're going into the yeah. dogma. Yeah. When that, that Kevin Smith, then they get their wings taken off, that, that makes them mortal. Right? Ooh. So, I mean, then you have that stipulation on there. <laughs> Wings must be destroyed. Mortality is your punishment. So there you go. Oh yeah, that is, I like that. Too bad I wasn't a booker. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure somebody will pick it up somewhere. Somebody. Well, I know you wouldn't want to lose then because to see and watch your wings get destroyed after losing the match after all that work would be would would make you cry legitimately. I don't think you'd have to act. Uh, I mean, only at that promotion. I'd still go to other places. <laughs> I don't know, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh my wings! No. Oh, they're fine over here. I'm just not over here. Oh no. <laughs> well, that's fine. Well, there you have it, folks. That 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 would be the promoter. That that is an epic match, and I think I just named it that. The epic battle between the the Clockwork Angel and the Valkyrie. Book it. Somebody needs. There to- you go. Absolutely. So with that, I think we have covered quite a bit of ground here. You know, I mean, we've unveiled peel back layers on Laura Lohan and Loveless. Talked about uh, some some horrible pictures that you've received. We've broken down the uh, Christmas song, uh, which you have really determined to be a, a, a horror song, apparently a Halloween song. Uh, We've gotten some education in here of what the male version of Valkyrie was and, and all sorts of movie trivia, which was fired out just at random. It is a, a good day. Good interview, I must say. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. I, uh, 
it's best, definitely been one of the funnest interviews I've ever had. Um, I, I still think that you should definitely be my announcer any time I come out and work someplace. But no, it's been a great time. I'd be happy to come out and be your announcer. Thank you. You could be some. You could be my berserker from Valhalla. <laughs> Do I have to die for that? I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how it works. We'll, we'll, we'll skirt around that. Okay. Uh, well, well, we'll go with that. And I'm uh, for those that are listening, we want to say that if you want to see these matches that Laura has been, all you have to do is type out Laura Loveless. It is easy. Takes you directly to her YouTube channel. Well, at least it brings it up. It's the first thing that you'll see. You click that. That'll take you directly to her YouTube channel. And you can see a couple of the matches that we talked about here, along with some of the highlights. And that incredible promo that I was talking about earlier, where I said that she should probably be an actress. I think that's a, a short statement. She doesn't think so just yet, but give her some time. I think she'll change her mind. Also, I believe, uh, well, how much time we give her before your movie reviews kick in? Uh, I would say the next uh, two weeks or so. It takes a lot of editing on that process, but I've been recording a lot of stuff for it, and uh, I can't wait to post it. Um, I think Spring Breakers actually might be my first view out. So, And just in time for Spring Break. So I'm pretty happy about that. Ah, so there we have it. So well, we're just going to say about a month in general, you know, just, just to add in some extra time. Uh, but yes, I understand how the editing works, and it, and it is a very long and tedious process, much longer than most people like to give it credit for. And I, I won't be uh, talking about anyone specifically because I know some people like to rush me to get their videos done. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so she said it, not me. It takes takes time, it takes effort. It's a lot. It's a, it's a skill set. Give it, give me a break. So there we have it. And I'm going to be looking forward to that. In fact, I'm going to subscribe to her channel right now. As you oh, should. thank you. So, thank you very much. Yeah, join along with me and, and hit that subscribe button. And not just hit subscribe, hit subscribe and hit the little bell so that it will notify you when new videos go up. The same way that I would ask that you would do for me, people out there, you go to Women's Pro Wrestling Network, hit the subscribe button, click the little bell, and make sure that you get the notifications so you can get the matches, the interviews, the doctor style interviews and if you go to the facebook page you get the exclusive tales from the creep episodes only shown there i think i have sold enough stuff for tonight so for me mr green and for laura loveless the valkyrie i'm gonna say good night and so long everybody good night everybody Thank you for listening to the WPN's Rights and Wrongs of Pro Wrestling. If you have questions or comments, please contact us via our Facebook or our YouTube channel at the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. If you're new to the WPN, feel free to subscribe to our channel and like our page. We appreciate your support. Thank you again for listening.